On this episode of Kenny and the Coaches, I talk with Marlowe head football coach Matt Weber. During his 25-year coaching career, Coach Weber has spent time as an assistant coach at Hera and Carl Albert and has been head coach at Ada, Pauls Valley, and is currently at Marlowe. For this past 2021 football season, he won his first state championship. Coach Weber comes from a family of champions. His dad, Joe Weber, won several state championships at Davis, as did his brother, Jody, in a separate stint as the Davis head coach. Here's my conversation with Coach Matt Weber. All right, Coach, thanks for uh, taking time out of your weekend to talk with me a little bit. Yeah, thank you for having me. No problem, no problem. Hey, I wanted to um, – uh, you are an assistant coach in basketball too, right? That's correct, yeah. Yeah, and so you hadn't had – you didn't have much time. You went straight from winning state uh, championship we, uh, to <laughs> – we, we played the finals uh, on a Saturday night, and we had uh, our first basketball practice Sunday. The day after, so <laughs> went straight into it. And, of course, we had a great basketball season too. Went uh, to the semifinals, so only one day from playing every every – day you could play in basketball season so uh it's too too long back-to-back seasons yeah enjoyable yeah yeah i'm gonna say you didn't have much time to celebrate winning that football state championship <laughs> well we we found ways it's weird we uh we had a good time with it yeah yeah well tell me a little bit about this past season how special how special was it for you because i mean to me it was kind of like one of those those storybook seasons you know you get close the year before and then this this year is the year you kind of came through right well it just shows you how hard they are to win of course you know i'm just a uh just a small part of it and i really really believe that but you know it's still uh it's still a goal as a coach always to hopefully have a chance to win a state championship and they're just so hard to do i mean you have to first of all you have to have great football players i mean games are won by football players not football coaches Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, everybody should know that. If they don't, they're they're kidding themselves. So, <laughs> you know, to uh, in a small town to you know have a class that uh, can possibly win a state championship. I mean, it's you know we don't reload like some of the the bigger schools where it's it's not realistic. Um, I'd say since I've been a head coach, I've probably had one, two, three teams that really had a realistic shot of winning the state championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the even the team we took to the finals in 2006, I mean, if we would have played that team that beat us in the finals, they'd have beat us, uh, you know, 10 out of 10 times. They were just better than us. So, yeah. and then just, you know, so, so much has to go your way. I mean, it's a long, you know, it's a long season, 18 weeks of practice, what we ended up uh, practicing this past season. It kind of becomes a war of attrition. But uh, this group was special, and they set that goal. And, uh, like I'll say, put their money where their mouth was as far as uh, how they worked towards it, you know, from the time we got beat out last year. And, uh uh, just went and got it done. Yeah. What were what were some of the special moments that might have stuck out to you this past year? I mean, I mean, I think you know, for the most part, we were pretty dominant until we got to the semifinals. Uh, the closest we've been played is twenty nine points, and uh, <laughs> that's nice. Uh, you know, a lot. So we we really, you know, had a, a good regular season, and then the first three weeks of the playoffs were were the same, but. You know, something we, we preach is we want our kids to enjoy every win. I mean, we work too hard, and winning's hard. I don't care who you're playing. It's just hard to win anymore. And so it doesn't matter if we're playing the, the worst team in our district or, or the best. We, we celebrated each win the same. Yeah. And what, uh, you know, moving up to 3A next year, what, mm-hmm. what, what challenges do you kind of foresee with that? 
Well, there's no doubt. I mean, I've been in every class except 6A, and 3A is the hardest class in football just because there's so much parity, and then uh, that's where all the best private schools are too. And they, yeah. uh, the last few years have you know somewhat separated themselves uh, in that class from the publics. Um, you know, this year I think we would have had a shot to compete in 3A. Last year uh, we had a really good team. Uh, you know, had a chance to win it last year and, and didn't get it done, but. I saw the, t- the 3A team that won it that year, and they probably would have beat us 35 points. I mean, they were yeah. just, uh, uh, which was uh, Holland Hall. So, anyway, uh, that's where we're at. You know, that's where we've been most of the time. And uh, I think the biggest difference in the class that we just came out of is, is just your week-to-week. I mean, you know, you have to fight your guts out to, to win every week in, in uh, 3A. And sometimes in 2A, when you have a good team, you uh, you play some weaker teams. So, week-to-week, it's, it's quite a bit different. Yeah, everybody's – pretty good at that level yeah what what do you what do you think the keys are uh the key components to building a successful program because i mean you're you know you said it, it's on the kids but i mean you you're the, you're the leader of them and then you've done a pretty good job everywhere you've been of having good programs what do you think the key is to building those programs well for us it's uh first of all numbers i mean we uh you know, I, I don't know. I think we work our kids plenty hard, but we're not as demanding of our kids' time as a lot of people. I mean, we, we're real efficient in how we practice. I mean, we're mm-hmm. we, our practice schedule is an hour and 50 minutes long. And yeah. with that, we had, uh, you know, we had 90 kids out, freshmen through seniors in Class 2A football. So wow. everywhere we've been, we've, uh, you know, I feel like all our coaches, the way we treat kids, we get a lot of kids out, and I think that, that matters. I mean, we actually have depth, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I know you probably coach some teams. You said you're at Fox that, you know, if you lose one kid, you're a totally different team, but yeah. when yeah. you, uh, we, you know, have our numbers, I really feel like our depth's good. And then, uh, the other thing is the weight room. I mean, I think we, we sell the weight room and our kids get addicted to the weight room, mm-hmm. uh, just by, you know, we're meat and potatoes. We don't do anything fancy. We just lift heavy weight a whole bunch of times when kids start getting muscles they get addicted to it and i think uh, <laughs> yeah. more than anything when they when they look what like our kids do uh mentally it helps them so much mentally they think they're uh <laughs> they think they're king kong <laughs> yeah yep i hear you now what is it about marlowe athletics i mean for for some schools it's you know you're good at one sport maybe and then maybe pretty good in another it seems like Every sport you guys have there, you're in state contention almost every year. Well, first of all, I mean, all you know, it all starts at the top. You don't have a good administration. You can't be good at anything. And our administration really backs us and gives us the things that we need. And uh, here as much as anywhere, anywhere I've been, and I've liked it everywhere I've been, but our coaches, all our coaches get along so well and actually push, you know, kids into other sports. I mean, our guys are three-sport guys. Mm-hmm. And all those, you know, those sports we're winning, we're winning them with all the same kids. Uh, yeah. You know, like, you know, basketball and wrestling season. I mean, wrestling won both championships. Basketball went to the semifinals. Neither could compete until football season was over because all the, you know, uh, wrestlers and basketball players are football players. The same goes with basketball or baseball and track. And all our coaches, I think, just pull at the same end of the rope. And, all, you know, our kids lift 365. And we have a class pretty much every hour for kids to take weightlifting. And so... Our kids get to lift year round. I mean, we're lifting four and five times a day during, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, a week during during season. And yeah. all our coaches believe in it. And I just can't imagine there are still coaches out there that think you can be successful without the weight room. But yeah. uh, all our coaches know the importance of that, and they let us, you know, push our kids in the weight room. And 
know, success breeds success. Yep, yep, that is absolutely true. Now, you you come from a long line of uh, football coaches. Your brother is a coach, your dad was a coach. What was that like growing up with football? And is that what kind of influenced you to become a coach? Oh, I'm, I'm sure it did. I mean, I actually uh, didn't plan on being a coach. And, you know, it, it wasn't like the movies. Now, we did grow up in locker rooms, but it wasn't like we sat and watched game film with our dad. And he coached, you know, taught us the game from the time we were three. That just wasn't the way it was. But yeah. we did grow up in locker rooms and being around uh, kids. And then what changed it for me is I went and played as much college football as I could play. And when I was done playing college football, I actually thought I wanted to be a dentist. <laughs> and uh, just didn't feel like I could uh, get away from the game. Uh, I yeah. loved it so much, and so uh, became a coach and a science teacher, and been doing it for twenty five years. Yeah. Now you kind of brought up the the point earlier about three uh, A is going to be the class that has the most privates in it. What what? Uh-huh. That's kind of a sticky subject with some, but what what are kind of your thoughts on the public versus well, I mean, private thing? There's no doubt something has to be done, and you know. I, I like all those guys, uh, Heritage Hall and uh, some of these other schools are good guys and good coaches. And, you know, they're they're playing by the rules that <laughs> they're given, but it's it's not uh, – I mean, everybody knows it's not an equal playing, playing mm-hmm. field. And here, here, here's kind of an example I brought up earlier. Um, you know, at schools our size, we can't play other sports until football's over. Well, these private – you know, private schools – in a class 2A school, they'll have a whole different basketball team, a whole different yes. baseball team, a whole different, you know, golf, tennis, and whatever. And that's just not realistic. I mean, our kids, uh, you know, they have to they have to play everything. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, something's going to have to be done about it. And I think uh, we're moving the right direction. I, I think, uh, at least football-wise, I think the private schools mainly just want games. And if we can figure out a way where we can still play them during the season and maybe – them have you know separate playoffs because it's really not an argument anymore there's enough privates they could have their own playoffs yeah. uh, you know at least in, in football season so there's there's been some steps taken but you know if something's not done about it i i can almost promise you uh chances of public's winning it and at least in class 3a or uh slim and none probably for as far as i can see yeah and i i never really paid attention to it until we had played a team in the playoffs that was a private school, and you could you could just tell there was a difference, you know. You, well, they just, you know, it's the, the controlled enrollment. Oh I yeah. Mean, uh, is the biggest, you know, I think the biggest issue is they can keep their numbers where they want them, and you know they don't deal with the same problems that we deal with as far as uh, you know kids that might not participate in anything. I mean, most of those kids are going to be really good students and and mm-hmm. really active kids, and you know they're not all great athletes, but I'd sure like to have a whole bunch of really smart kids. I didn't have to worry about keeping off the flunk list. You got to win with them. <laughs> uh, I hear you. I hear you. Now, one final question for you, and I'll let you go. Okay. With your dad winning two state championships and your brothers won two, you know, all you guys have all been deep in the playoffs. Who would you say is the best football coach in the Weber family? <laughs> uh, I'd probably have to go with dad. <laughs> there you go. My there dad. You go. He's, uh, but my brother's uh, extremely way smarter than I am. He's extremely intelligent. Was a uh, was a really good coach too. But you know, I mean, uh, I, I truly I'm not trying to be fake humble, but I truly think coaching is very overrated. I think yeah. uh, you know yeah. to, to win at the level that we all want to win at, which is win a state championship, you got to have great players. But mm-hmm. I think we're all the same in how we we build relationships with kids, and uh, you know, we're friends with those kids long after they graduate. 
Yeah. Now, uh, your your dad, were your dad and your brother at the state championship game this past year? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. They come to all our games. They're, they're Marlowe Outlaws now. Neither, you know, neither are coaching anymore. My brother got out of the profession. And, yeah. Uh, so they they follow us and know all our kids, and uh, they're Marlowe Outlaw fans. Was that pretty special? Yes, that was, uh, it was neat. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm proud that we've all, as head coaches, uh, have won one. I mean, yeah. that. You know, that might sound a little bit arrogant, but that's, nah. I think that's a pretty neat thing. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Right, so I was telling you kind of, I think I, I might have said it on here. It would be, I, don't, I, I wouldn't be able to control myself if my boys followed my footsteps and did this stuff. Well, Coach, I appreciate you taking time to talk with me, and congratulations. I'm sure Thank you've you heard so it. Thank you much. I appreciate it, Coach. Yep, no problem, man. Uh, good luck going into the next year. You hear the word humble thrown around a lot when you talk about athletes or coaches, but that truly is what I took away from my brief conversation with Coach Weber. He seems like one of those coaches that would rather not be in the team picture because it's not about him, but it's about the players. I respect that because it's easy for a person to become arrogant after having prolonged success. But with all humbleness aside, I believe that being a great leader is something Coach Weber can't avoid. It's in his blood. Thanks for listening to Kenny and the Coaches. Go ahead and subscribe to my podcast and tell others about it. It's Kenny and the Coaches, and that's Kenny with an E. Until next time.